0: Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu You're listening to the Qalam Podcast Alhamdulillah, since last Ramadan Over 4 million people have benefited from, listened to and downloaded the Qalam Podcast Tens of thousands of people have benefited from and learned from the various classes, intensives, and seminars that Qalam provides. And insha'Allah, this Ramadan will be providing even more beneficial content, lectures, and programming for people all around the world, free of any cost or charge to them. In order for us to keep doing this work, we need your support, we need your help, we need you to be our partners in this Sadaqa jariyya. Please go to supportqalam.com. That's support, Q A L A M, supportqalam.com, and provide your most generous support. Millions of people all around the world are, inshallah, bidnilah, going to benefit from all of this work, and this will be your sadaqa jariya for the eternal life of the hereafter. We really appreciate having you as part of the Qalam team and supporting us in this work, this mission, this cause. Jazakumullahu khairan. Wassalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu.
1: Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah wa kafa wa ala ibadihin ladin Many years back, I was sitting with one of my teachers and I asked him, Why is it that we don't find the likes of the great Salaf, these pillars that existed in our history in today's world? Where are the Imam Abu Hanifahs gone? Where are the Imam Bukhari's gone? Where is today's Salahuddin Ayubi? Not to be dismissive to the people who have dedicated their lives to this deen and have done great things and accomplished great you know, feats, but beyond that, the abundance of scholars that existed in one time today, they are absent. So in response, my teacher said, if you want Abu Hanifa tomorrow, if you want Abu Yusuf tomorrow, if you want Ibn al-Mubarak tomorrow, bring me their parents and teachers and tomorrow you will have them. Because in reality, giants are created by giants. They are people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not only given righteousness to, but he's He's given them the strength and ability to lay the seeds in the hearts of others. And their presence is such that the moment the student is with them, they experience that growth instantly. And when they walk away, there is a sorrow that casts their heart because they know they are walking away from their fountain of growth. One of these visionaries and giants that created many giants, just by his presence and mentorship, was none other than Imam Abu Hanifa. Ta'ala. He had many students, one of his... Top students was a young man by the name of Qadi Abu Yusuf. Qadi Abu Yusuf. He later on becomes the al Qudat, one of the first to be given this title, the Supreme Judge. One of the first people in Islamic history to receive this title. He becomes that person under the Abbasid Khilafah. But his story starts off in a very different place. He is young, an orphan. His mother would weave fabric and use that money to provide for her child and herself. She told her child that you need to contribute towards the expenses of the household. So from a young age, he now joins a group of people whose task is to wash fabric and wash garments. After his class is done, during his free time, he runs off not to play basketball or soccer, but to the majlis of Imam Abu Hanif al He was very interested and intrigued by this person. And Imam Abu Hanifa saw his potential. One day, Imam Abu Hanifa noticed the child was missing. So he went to find out what happened and they said that, well, his parents have told him that he needs to provide for the family, so he will not be attending the majlis anymore. In one riwayah, rather than him being absent, one day, Abu Yusuf, after doing his work with the, the, the cleaning of the garments, instead of returning home, he went absent, and his mother was looking for him. She searched everywhere until someone told her that he actually goes every day to sit in the gathering of Abu Hanifa. So the mother came to the gathering of Imam Abu Hanifa. Alayhi, and she saw him, and she said to him, Oh Abu Hanifa, you have corrupted my child. You are the only source of corruption for my child. You're messing him up. He's supposed to be working and providing for the family, and you're bringing him to these gatherings of ilm. <laughs> أنت And she begins to present her complaint to him that, you know, I need this child working. So when she, she was done with her complaint, Imam Abu Hanif Rahmatullahi said to his mother, don't worry. I will take care of his finances. How much ever that guy paid him for washing garments, from today I will pay that out of my pocket. But he will study knowledge. Allah is going to accept him for the khidma of the deen. And then he said to the mother, You just wait for the day. That you just wait for the day that your son will eat a dessert that they had at the time called faludaj. Possibly something like a modern-day faludaj. Bidahni al fustuk. Fustuk is pistachio. That it'll be, you know, the oil of pistachio is very valuable. It's very expensive stuff. Dry, fr- dry fruits, dry nuts. These are like, you know, you add them on a food to increase its value and prestige. And this was a food that even the wealthy wouldn't eat. And he's telling this lady that watch a day will come that your child will have this faludaj. Bidahni al-fustuq. So the lady, as she's leaving, she says to him that your brain has gone bad. This is impossible, we are poor people, we barely have enough for tuna sandwich and maggie noodles, and you're talking about faludaj bi al-Fustuk, she leaves. Qadhi B. Yusuf then spends his life under Imam Abu Hanif and he becomes one of his top students, someone Imam Abu Hanif is proud of, and later on becomes... The Qadi qudat the supreme judge, the muhaddithun have respect for Imam Abu Imam Abu Yusuf like none other. They would say that from the whole madhab, the understanding of Hadith that Abu the understanding of Hadith that Abu Yusuf has, you will not find in other students. This isn't to show that other students were deficient; rather, it's to show how subtle his knowledge was of all the ulum. Very intelligent person. So one day he was sitting with Haluna Rashid. Harun al-Rashid was the Khalifa. He was the Supreme Judge. They were eating together. So Harun al-Rashid presented to him some dessert. And it was the فَعْلُوْ ذَجْ al fustuq So Imam Abu Yusuf now, an adult Qadi al-Qudat, he started crying. He broke out into tears. And he says that there was a day where no one trusted me, not even my own mother. But Abu Hanifa was by my side he saw something in me that no one saw and he raised me he built me he empowered me he educated me he trained me and today you know as we would say in the quranic language hada ta'wil min qabl qad rabbi that the dream comes true full circle what we thought was impossible that my mother assumed that this man had gone crazy today that dream has come true and the man that imam abu hanifa had built wasn't just an intelligent, smart person who had all the information built out. He was wise. Harun al-Rashid would come to Abu Yusuf in his moments of difficulty. A, there are many incidents like this. Um, and his knowledge was very vast as well. Imam Abu Yusuf, who is the top of the Hanafi madhab? You know, there's Imam Hanifa, Imam Abu Yusuf, and Imam Muhammad. His two students stand right under him in this hierarchy of scholars in the madhab. Yet he wasn't... So strict in the sense that there was no accommodating any school of thought that We are the only ones, everyone else is wrong, because that's not how they were trained by their teachers. Sheikh Muhammad Awama in his Adabul Ihtilaf shares an interesting story. He says, Imam Abu Yusuf, annahu That one time Imam Abu Yusuf he went to the public shower, the hammam to bathe himself before Jumaah. He led the Juma'ah prayer. After the Jummah was done, they found out that the well of the Hammam had a dead rat in it. Now, according to the Hanafi Madhab, if there is a dead animal in a well, and the well is, you know, it's ma- qaleel, it's a small amount of water, all the water becomes impure, the ghusl is invalid, his prayer doesn't count, everyone that prayed Jummah behind him, none of their Jummah counts. So now we have a crisis. Big problem. فَلَمْ يُعِدِ الظُّهْرِ Imam Abu Yusuf, not only did he not have everyone repeat their Salah, neither did he repeat his Dhuhr himself. And at that moment he said, نأخذ <laughs> He said in this moment, rather than creating a panic in the Ummah, that everyone needs to repeat their Jummah, and everyone needs to do this again, that again, this is one of the top Imams of his time. He says, today we will follow the opinion of our brothers from Medina, the madhab of Imam Malik. And their position is that once, once water exceeds قلتين, two containers, it now does not easily become impure until all the traits of the water completely change. The color, taste, and smell. When all the traits change, now it becomes impure. And none of that happened when I use that water for bathing. Therefore, according to the madhab of Imam Malik, it is okay, and I will work with that today. This shows us their wisdom. Now, I just have to say one thing here. This narration is not to demonstrate that these people did not take madhab and fiqh seriously. Of course they did. Islamic law is a serious matter. Madhab jumping, madhab hopping is not the right thing. A person should have discipline. They should understand arguments and rules and stick within a boundary of rules. This is how Islamic law works. But at the same time, these giants are telling us that there are times where you need to accommodate due to the greater circumstance. And this is also their hikmah and wisdom. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to learn from these righteous,